You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. In December of 2013, the Energy and Environment Cabinet of Kentucky released a report called Economic Challenges Facing Kentucky's Electricity Generation Under Greenhouse Gas Constraints, which looks at a variety of potential constraints and options for Kentucky's energy future. The projections for energy costs, employment, greenhouse gas emissions, generation, and consumption were all produced through a collaboration between the Energy and Environment Cabinet and the Department of Statistics at the University of Kentucky. The data projections displayed options for coal, natural gas, nuclear power, and renewable sources of energy such as solar and wind. In this interview, I sat down with Dr. Leonard Peters, Dr. Arnold Stromberg, and Woody Burchett. Dr. Peters is a former UK professor and currently serves as the Secretary of Energy and Environment for the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Dr. Stromberg currently serves as chair for the Statistics Department at the University of Kentucky, and Woody Burchett was an intern involved in the project from the Department of Statistics. I'm Len Peters, Secretary of the Energy and Environment Cabinet uh, for the Commonwealth of Kentucky. I've been in that position for approximately six years now. And we deal with looking at energy issues, what the future of energy needs are in the state, uh, what the environmental regulations around those energy issues are, as well as other environmental regulations. It's a position that uh, is very much at the forefront of making policy for the state of Kentucky and how we can begin to look at what the needs of our citizens are, what the needs of our industries are, what the needs of government are in terms of making sure that we have reliable, affordable, and environmentally secure energy for the state. So recently, there was a report released called Economic Challenges Facing Kentucky's Electricity Generation Under Greenhouse Gas Constraints. Can you tell me about the context of why this research was conducted? We began looking at models of what the impacts of various energy production scenarios might be. What was the future of the coal industry? Furthermore, what could the impact be on the manufacturing industry? We have 220,000 people working in the manufacturing industry, you know, one out of 20 Kentuckians. So we started looking at that particular element. And it started approximately four years ago when Aaron Patrick came to work with us and One of the early activities that we looked at was the impact of electricity rates on manufacturing jobs. And that's when uh, Aaron began working with some of the uh, people, uh, Dr. Stromberg and a number of students in the statistics department to help make sure that we understood the impact of some of the parameters that we were putting into the model and how they might in fact impact the output. Because if you don't have, as you know, if you don't have good input, you aren't going to get a good output. We felt that we were getting enough reliability in our projections and in our understanding. We wanted to see what projected greenhouse gas emission regulations might do to the economy of Kentucky, in particular employment. So we were looking at um, what would happen if you had things like a carbon tax. What would happen if natural gas prices doubled or tripled, if uh, coal prices would change, or if, in fact, we were able to generate power via nuclear? And what role do renewables play in it? And what is the cost of the electricity, given various mixes of that? What's the technology and how is it going to change and reduce the prices of things like renewables? 
Right now, renewables are expensive, but the prices are coming down. At some point in the future, it will be cost-effective to do that. Which policy decisions do you hope to influence most with these findings? One of the things we're trying to do is make sure that as the U.S. EPA looks at greenhouse gas regulations, that they understand that all 50 states are not the same. We happen to have a very manufacturing-intensive state. Think of New York City. That's where Wall Street is, right? Well, they don't make things. They're a service economy. We make things. And we've been talking a great deal with the federal EPA on, understand, Kentucky is different than New York. We're different than California. We're different than Utah in that particular regard. So that's a message that we've been trying to get. The 50 states are different. If you're doing something that's going to hurt the manufacturing industry, it's going to hurt Kentucky, but it's also going to hurt the nation because those jobs probably aren't going to go to another state. They're going to go overseas. And as we try to reshore manufacturing, it is important that we understand that. So that's one of the primary policy drivers that that we have. And it's on the basis of all the statistical and mathematical models that we feel that we have a pretty good sense of the way our economy functions and the impact these greenhouse gas regulations might have on our economy. So can we talk a little bit more about the relationship that you've developed with the University of Kentucky's Department of Statistics? How did that get started? It slowly began with a, with a few interns, and then, then it grown. It also began to involve uh, Dr. Stromberg, Dr. Botke. Remember, I was a faculty here, and I know what graduate students can do and what they can't do. One of the things that I found particularly rewarding, taking myself back to a prior life, is that it gave the statistics students who were with us an opportunity to see a real-life problem, an issue that we are dealing with today, not one that we dealt with five years ago, nor a hypothetical one that we may be dealing with 20 years from now, but a real issue that we're dealing with today. And they help us really do an analysis that is much more rigorous. And it just slowly grew, and it's really been very, very good for us. I think it's given us a lot of credibility. It's, if nothing else, given us a greater peace of mind that we think we have it about right. We have been able to reshape the discussion going around nationally on uh, greenhouse gas emission regulations and control. Not to stop it, but rather to reframe it in terms of you don't treat Ohio and New York or Indiana and California the same. Look at them a little bit differently. One of the individuals that uh, is in my office, John Lyons, he's the Assistant Secretary for Climate Policy. I can't keep him in the office because he's out speaking about the results of this and, and the studies that we have done. Do you have anything else to add? It's outside-the-box thinking in statistics. It's outside-the-box thinking in Frankfurt, too, because in many cases, interns would come over from one university or another university, and without a whole lot of direction, they would do something that generally was unrewarding to them and unrewarding to the people that they were working with. But the close interactions made this very valuable. A second point I would like to make, and that is the genesis of how did all this get started. And it really got started as an educational experience. Aaron Patrick was taking a course in statistics uh, after hours, and he was working on this particular project. And he was able to see the linkages of what statistics department and, and students and faculty could add to what we were trying to do. And he was the one that said, you know, we need to get involved with the statistics department 
and we need to get the cabinet at Frankfurt involved. So it was that integrator and it was that recognition. If you don't have that integrator and that integrating function in there, it's not going to be successful. All right, thank you. Dr. Stromberg, do you mind to tell us about yourself? I'm Arnold Stromberg. I'm the chair of the Department of Statistics here at the University of Kentucky. How did you start working with Dr. Peters? In the beginning, Arna Bothke was the, the one that got together with Aaron, and they figured out that there were projects that our students could help with. This created the intern program that Secretary Peters talked about, where our students would go to Frankfurt as unpaid interns or work here at UK on various projects. For this particular project, what types of assistance did the statistics department offer to the Energy Cabinet? The problem is twofold. One, one is in, in data analysis, in actually looking at the relationship between variables in, Secretary Peters mentioned the, the different states' data, and, and those are, are sometimes data analysis where you're, where you're looking at, at the relationship between variables. The other part of it is uh, more mathematical. It's called an optimization problem where you're given data with constraints and you're looking for a particular solution. As you change the constraints, how does that change the solution to the problem? How many individuals from the Department of Statistics worked on this project? A team of five graduate students worked on it. One staff member and Dr. Brothke and myself were involved as well, watching over the, the whole process. So, as Dr. Peters said, this is a real-world application and an opportunity to do something really meaningful and happening right now. How often would you say that the typical statistics student gets to do something like this? This opportunity was unique in in its real-world-ness. They go work for whoever, and there are constraints, and your, your boss needs certain things, and the project changes. The stuff you just spent the last week on isn't valid anymore. So the, the real-world experience is invaluable. The mathematics of it and the programming part of it, the students are, are good at. That's what we train them to do. As statisticians and mathematicians, we're good at certain aspects. The giving presentations, which the students had to do frequently, and you have to talk at, at the right mathematical level. You're not talking to statistics and math professors. You're talking to reporters. You're talking to your boss. And so that, that's the experience that, that we really can't give them in the classroom. They won't be quite as overwhelmed when they get out in the real world. Do you think that the real world experience is the most important part for the Department of Statistics? Well, and, and producing answers. We've been able to show others within the Commonwealth and across the nation that this type of analysis produces useful information. And that's exciting. And we would hope that it leads to, to others as an example of the kind of things that we can do. I mean, this, this was a bit outside the box for the Department of Statistics. We hope that we provide a more independent view. I mean, we, we get hired to do data analysis. Our job is not policy. Our job is, here's the data, here's the models. We don't choose the constraints. The constraints are determined by the, the data or by political situations or whatever. But we do, based on that information, produce answers. Did the students receive credit 
or was this an internship offered through the department? No, the students don't get course credit. It's not particularly useful to them. They got paid. It's not on their transcript, but it is certainly on, on their resumes. So it says that they worked on this optimization problem, and they were paid to do this. And the step from volunteer intern to paid intern is, is an important one. The fact that the client, in this case, Secretary Peters and Aaron, were impressed enough with our interns that they were willing to, to pay them. And that's a step in, in the right direction. Thank you, Dr. Stromberg. All right, Mr. Burchett, please introduce yourself. I am Woody Burchett. I am a graduate student in the Department of Statistics. How did you get involved? Dr. Stromberg said, uh, do you want to go to Frankfurt? And I said, sure, sounds, sounds pretty fun. So uh, I guess that about sums it up. <laughs> what was a typical day like during your internship? Um, the models for electricity's effect on GDP and coal price models had already been developed. So it was uh, sort of our job to uh, determine potential constraints by the EPA. What uh, is the best strategy for building power plants, what to do with existing power plants? So it was kind of a, uh, a fun problem to tackle because there are a lot of ins and outs that uh, need to be controlled for. So it's um, optimization, but definitely harder than any uh, optimization problem that I've ever looked at in terms of the chronological nature of it. It was a challenge to uh, optimize over time given changing constraints and uh, all of that stuff. But uh, in the end, I uh, think we, uh, we got it nailed. Um, it was a good experience because, you know, we had to be there from nine to five, a bit of a change of pace. But it's good that uh, I got to do that because... Once I leave school, I'll have to have, like, a real job. So, yeah, so we would go in. Um, we would, you know, look at what the model was outputting. Uh, we spent a lot of time debugging things as well. It's very rewarding when you write these uh, 100 lines of code and then uh, you put stuff in and what you get out seems like, okay, that's a reasonable uh, solution. Sometimes you would put in the inputs and uh, you would say, well, that doesn't make any sense, so let's dig back into these hundreds of lines of code and see uh, where exactly that went wrong. It's not exactly the most glamorous work, I guess, but uh, debugging is sort of, you know, it's not fun to do at the time, but once you, you find the bug, it's like, oh, yes, I thought that I'd never find it, but now I found it and everything looks great and I uh, uh, loved uh, working with everybody and uh, it was great. Um, a great experience I'm all around, I would say. What would you say to a fellow student interested in this internship? I'd say if they are asked, they should uh, definitely go because it's a real-world problem. It's not out of a textbook. The answers aren't in the back. So, you know, it can be challenging, but uh, it's a great experience, which I uh, wouldn't trade for uh, anything. Thanks for listening, and thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences, the Department of Statistics, and the Environment and Energy Cabinet of the Commonwealth of Kentucky for making this podcast possible. For more information about the Environment and Energy Cabinet, please visit eec.ky.gov.